0: Inflation is back, and it could be back with with a vengeance. Uh, prices have risen by the highest uh, rate since 1997, when these prices uh, indexes uh, began, uh, and and that, that means that the consumer prices index, on which inflation figures are based, had the highest leap since records began in 1997. And this is as the economy opens up in the UK following you know a number of lockdowns and and restrictions and that sort of thing. These are according to government figures. Uh, The the increase in the cost of living as measured by the Consumer Prices Index reached 3.2% in the year to August. Now you might think, well, 3.2% is not not that much. Um, The government own target figures is 2%, so you think it was only one and a bit percent above, but actually it's 50% above the government's target inflation figure. Uh, And now, that doesn't sound much to me, of course, because I've lived through uh, days when there were there were inflation figures were in the high teens, you know, 15, 16% inflation, uh, you know, the miners and the rail workers going on strike because they want a 20% or 25% pay rise. I think it was a dustman who went on strike in the 70s for a 25% pay rise. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's one of that, that group that could bring the country to a standstill. And, you know, we had the winters of discontent and that's sort really of because of high inflation. And then when Margaret Thatcher came to power, they, they really sort of stamped on inflation, jacked up interest rates to high levels, and that that dampened everything down and uh, inflation was was under control. So we haven't seen serious inflation for, for many years. I, I would say since 90s, you know, uh, we haven't really seen serious inflation figures. Uh, but the, the Office for National Statistics and the Bank of England say, don't worry, it's all going to be temporary. The markets haven't really reacted. The stock market this morning was was barely barely down at all. On When I looked at the, the UK stock prices, the UK FTSE 100 index was, was barely down, you know, like a few minus points. I also talked yesterday that, um, or the couple of days ago, I talked about the possibility of a stock market crash, which I still think there will be at some stage a crash, certainly a big correction. Yeah, FTSE was down, you know, 0.11%. The Dow Jones is up. Uh, So the markets haven't really, they don't seem to be worried about these inflation figures perhaps because they think they will be just temporary as the Bank of England and the ONS suggested. But I talked about interest rates just a while ago and the main weapon of governments and central banks against inflation is interest rates. They put up interest rates that slows everything down. However, if they do that in this case, I think certainly the housing market would collapse but also the interest payable on government bonds and the, the billions and trillions of pounds, dollars, euros, you name it, that they've created with bonds and financial stimulus and, and uh, quantitative easing, that would mean that they would be then paying higher interest on their own bonds, their own loans. So it, it, is it going to happen? I don't know. I, they're in a, between a rock and a hard place. I don't know what they will do to, to solve this problem. Um, but one thing is for sure is that we all know that you know, in the, in the shops, food prices are higher. Uh, cost of goods coming in from China are much higher. Even just gadgets and things that were, were so cheap before have, have gone up. You know, something that might have cost £10 is now 20 and £30. Petrol's gone up. Lots of things have gone up in, in the shop. So we know it's happening. We can feel it. I've been talking about this for a few months. And it's only now that the figures are starting to filter through the, the, the system, the official figures. So we know what's happening. And, and, and I think it will go on a bit longer than the, the government's suggesting. And one thing I, I do also know is that one thing is certain to and that's taxes. Uh, the government have, have got to increase taxes for the next few years, maybe the next five ten years to pay for the billions in financial stimulators and the furlough schemes and all the rest of it to rescue... The economy so what can you do about it i mean we, we can all complain and worry about it you know and say well the government shouldn't do this and the government should do that but i guess the chancellor did the best he could to to rescue the economy from going into a a, a serious recession or even a, a depression and it kept the stock markets up but maybe artificially so because i think stock markets are artificially been kept afloat And so so is the property market because of the amount of liquidity going into the economy. As that comes back, we could see a change there. And that's why I was predicting that you you should rebalance your portfolios in stocks and shares to make sure that you're safe if there is a correction or a big stock market crash. It will come at some time. I don't know when. No no one knows actually when. So the world of business has changed. right? Are you adapting to the new world order? You know, we know that things have changed. Uh, You know, the biggest... uh, know you you might say well i'm hoping that things will go back to normal but they're not going to go back to normal so unless you adapt and change your business will will go into decline and one of the biggest revolutions in business is is obviously the online trading look at companies like zoom you know uh, and all the meetings and and that people are holding on on zoom and that that saved money on on travel so people are spending less going to places they're spending less on hotels they're spending less on offices uh, offices has, have gone into decline. City centres are, you know, certainly down on last year. Although big companies are now telling staff to come back in, you know, by, by the thousand. Um, there, there was a big merchant bank that have asked thousands of staff to come back into work. So you know, we know that things may get back to normal in that way. But certainly, companies have been rethinking how they they operate. And you know, and but that's not that's just one part of it. The amount of money that's now spent online. Has, has exploded and businesses that have adapted to this are have gone up in value and, and made, you know, billions and trillions more in the last year. And businesses that haven't have just gone out of business. You know, we look at stores in the high street that have adapted to the online world, they, they are thriving. Others like Debenhams, they're gone. You know, hundred years of, of trading gone. Uh, John Lewis in decline, John Lewis closing down 80 odd stores, turning the upper floors into offices, into flats rather, not offices. Um, so we know that you have to change, and, and John Lewis is one of those companies that is adapting. They are they are changing, but you too, as, as a small business, can also adapt and and learn how to to do more business online. Um, I, I did a few uh, podcasts recently where I was going out to look at properties, and I, I was appalled by the the lack of response I got from some agents to my online inquiries. Now some agents are very good. Once you've uh, filled in an online form on, on Zoopla, and, and you've uh, contacted them, they are then in touch with you You're on their mailing list, they're sending you stuff, they're, they're, they're contacting you, but others don't. Others have never sent me an email, not even one email to my, to my I, and I've sent them two or three emails, and the guy said, well, it might go to your junk box. No, it's not in my junk box. And then you have to click a button and improve it so we can send you more emails. What a lot of rubbish. And, And I've I've still not heard from them again. They showed me one property and that's it. Not heard from them. Now, they need some work there. I I could help them adapt their business to to online world, uh, to to, to, to the new way of thinking, because I'm not going to go into their shop down the high street, which is half the time is closed anyway. So we can't open the door because of COVID. You know, I'm I'm not going to go into their offices. I, I, I did pass some of these companies' offices on a Saturday afternoon. They were closed. Unbelievable. So, Businesses have got to adapt to this. And even as a small business, you can adapt. You can move your business to online marketing. And one of the biggest changes also is social media. You know, people are making money on social media. You're making money on social media. Unfortunately, it's not for you, it's for somebody else. Because by clicking on ads, by buying stuff on social media, you're making money from someone else. But you could learn how to make money for yourself on social media. Can you make money on social media? Of course you can. Even kids are, are good at creating stuff and, and making money. Some kids are, are, are YouTube millionaires already. You know, young, young kids, less than 10 years old. So of course you can make money on, on social media, but you don't have to be um, a kid to do it. And, and, and you don't have to be an expert either. Uh, I didn't grow up with computers, a lot of kids have, but you can still make money on social media, even if you're not an expert. Now, I follow a guy called uh, Paul O'Mahony wrote a book called rethink social media in other words stop wasting time on social media and learn start making money on social media now you don't need to read the book in fact it's a very long book you don't need to read all these pages i i, I can summarize this for you by by showing you a link to a webinar that paul's created uh, and and it's, it's not just an ordinary webinar blah 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 this is a web class showing you how to use the time you already spend on, on the internet to build a digital business in your spare time, or how to get a product you, you sell at the moment online properly, uh, and how to do it for, even for, for, for nothing. And that doesn't mean just going on Facebook and saying, uh, buy this service. People don't go on Facebook to, to, to buy things. They go on Facebook to be entertained. So there's a subtle difference between how you use Facebook and how you give people value for money, rather than what I see uh, people doing is just saying, Buy this product. Buy this dress. Uh, buy this on on Facebook. Or would you like to buy this? Well, you know, do, do you really click on that ad? No, you're not going to. So there's a strategy here that you need to use, and this is a strategy that Paul's used to make millions yeah. online, and you you can learn that yourself. So in this training, you'll discover uh, all of the things below. So if you're ready to watch it, click on the link below. Uh, if you own a business, if you want, if you own a business and you you, you you want to improve that business by, by using online marketing methods, or you want to own a business, but without quitting your job, you don't want to get into a physical business where you're spending tens of thousands of pounds getting into that business, or you're just serious about building a, a profitable online business, or you're tired of wasting time on social media and would like instead to start making some money. So stop wasting time on social media, start making money instead. Uh, click on the link below And watch this free web class. I promise you, it's it's really packed with value. It lasts for about an hour and a half, and and you'll really learn something that you can use today. So thanks for listening, everyone. Have have a great day wherever you are, and and do take advantage of that free training. I'm not going to keep it up forever, and and you too could become a, a a social media marketing millionaire. Why not? Why not? If Paul can do it, he was an ordinary guy. So can you. So stop wasting time on social media and start making money.